Blog Talk Radio. Talk Radio Nation, you are tuned into page one. I am LeVar, and from Chicago, where it is 84 degrees warm, a beautiful sunshiny day where we celebrated the Chicago Blackhawks Stanley Cup victory, and then I look out west to my dear friend who has been uh, in quite some interesting weather today, where I hear it was around 117 degrees, if I'm not mistaken. Mary, how are you? I wouldn't go was. I I go still is. I'm melting over here. <laughs> well, actually. But hey, if I can act- if I can lose weight that way, heck yeah. Well, can you actually complain because in Arizona I hear it's about 129. No, I can't complain. Okay. This is normal, <laughs> so I shouldn't complain. <laughs> 117. I can't. You know, I can't being here in the Midwest and. I, I can't remember the last time we've even reached triple digits. Maybe it was last year once, but I, I can't fathom 117. I, I think even here in Chicago, the last time it was around 100 plus, you'd have to go back a few years. And I don't think it's ever gotten that high. But um, yikes! <laughs> yeah, I know. You start to get used to it, and that's when it gets scary. Because then you go to places like the Midwest. And they're like, oh, my God, a heat wave. It's going to get to the low 90s. What? A heat wave? It was kind of humid here today. And, uh, and, you know, when you add about 2 million-plus people downtown Chicago, of course, that's going Mm. to call for uh, some people passing out. Lots of water. Yeah, pretty much. But a wonderful day. And uh, I I actually have to say I'm quite disappointed, though, because last year it was one of those things where the parade took its slow road down uh, Washington Street here in Chicago. And this year, if you blinked, you missed it. They went pretty quick. <laughs> they didn't have time to really stop and play any music, and it went down the road. It was pretty much like going through a small town. It, it's like if you blinked and you got your picture and you didn't get the, get everything in time, you missed it. So. Um, well, that's because they're hockey players. They're not used to the heat. They're on ice, people. <laughs> got to start winning more and uh, – being around in June, then you'll get used to it. <laughs> Congratulations to the Black Truck, so I'm really excited about that. Yeah, uh, and uh, I was going to talk with somebody else yesterday who um, had just seen their team win a title, which was I was going to talk with Sarah J yesterday. Uh, of course, she's a huge fan of Miami Heat, but of course that interview did not happen. <laughs> so for those that are wondering, um, it wasn't my fault. It was hers, and uh, she has apologized immensely, and we are in the process of trying to do a make-up date for that. So, I don't know, maybe I should, uh, since she missed the show, 
I'm trying to think maybe she can get me into Exotica next week that comes into Chicago. Hmm. Right? There should be some kind of retribution. Hmm. Well, I was going to say, if there is if there, never mind, I'm not going to give myself in trouble. Anyway. <laughs> She's really nice, so you know she wasn't trying to do it on purpose. No, I know, I know. No, I know, and and she would never. She's been, you know, on a couple of times, and I love having her on, and uh, and I kind of uh, gave her a little bit of a hard time yesterday. She was like, oh, my God, and she was, like, so sorry about it, but um, she will definitely, we will redo it. So be sure to follow us at News Comet BTR over on Twitter, uh, and we will update you as to when we redo all of that. And, of course, over on our webpage at newscommentbtr.wix.com forward slash fan page. So now getting that out of the way, we haven't been on for a few weeks. Uh, I think the last time we came to you was around the 7th? Yeah, um, it was really, it's been what, two, month. three weeks? Uh-huh. Yeah, about three weeks ago today. Uh, since then, I think the last show that we did was our interview with uh, Farrah Abraham, which was, uh, I think, uh, a couple of days afterward, but... Uh, the last time we actually came to you was on the 7th. So a lot's kind of happened since then. Uh, one of the things that's kind of happened, and that's been in the news a lot, that I was going to talk about today was, of course, the situation surrounding Paula Dean. I don't need to rehash into everything that has happened. I'm pretty sure if you haven't been under a rock, um, you are aware of her admitting to the use of a word that uh, is frowned upon um, and of some other things that she has been accused of. Now, she has not, uh, she she really hasn't spoke much on the other things that she's been accused of. But I wanted to, since it is front page news and since this is page one, uh to kind of get your opinion on everything that's been going on, because there's been also, with people who have supported her, you know, there's been a lot of backlash for people who have been against her, as well as people who have supported her. Uh, I think just yesterday, uh, actress Stacey Dash, who had supported Paula Deen uh, on Twitter, faced a lot of backlash from people. And Food Network, which has dropped her show, faced a lot of backlash from longtime fans who have threatened not to watch Food Network anymore. But for Which a lot of people... Which is a big lie, but that's beside the point. Yeah, but for a lot of people, this was what they expected to happen once this all kind of came through. Before I go into my opinion, which is going to take a few minutes, I guarantee you it will, what do you think about everything that's going on? I'm on the fence. Um... She shouldn't have used that language um, recently. However, she's older than my dad, you know, and even when I spoke with my father, uh, he's like, she grew up in the South, and and the age that she grew up in, where that was common, and it was not looked at in a, uh, they weren't, she wasn't second-guessed. She wasn't like it wasn't like a double take when some when somebody dropped that word, you know. It wasn't a double take when you said racist jokes or did you know those kind of things. Mm-hmm. With that being said, should she have done it in the workplace? No. Keep it in the house. If you want to say that stuff in your own private time? Then by all means. The dropping of her show kind of expected, you know. That's that's a, that's a um, a flashpoint. And you don't want to add to it. 
So mm-hmm. eh, I'm not going to hold it against her. She's, you know, I'm not going to sit here and go, I've never seen Paula Dean again. Never saw her in the first place. So it's not going to ruin my life either way. But I can see where people are very upset about it. Does that make sense? It It makes perfect sense. And now I am going to go into, and I hope I don't go too long on this. I, I thought about this a lot in the last week. There are a few things that I thought of when I heard this story. In regards to her using the particular word that she said that she used, which was behind closed doors, which was between a conversation with her and her husband. I can't fault anybody for what is said behind closed doors because, as we all say, you know, be like the pot calling the kettle black because I'm pretty sure at one point or another all of us have used something that is not, quote, public worthy in private conversation with someone behind closed doors. So I'm not going to get on her for using that word in a private conversation. But I agree with you when I would say that I am, I guess, sadly not surprised because she is in an age gap in which I would be surprised if she doesn't use it, only because of where she was raised or her opinions of. Now, I know that's pretty much saying, hey, LaVar, you're pretty much assuming someone of doing something, but let's all be adults here. Where she grew up, you know, and the period, and I'm pretty sure the people who she was around, I can't really blame her. It was the raising from that era. Now, if you're about my age, you know better because times have changed. But I kind of go on a little bit. Things, when when you are a public figure, and even for all of us who have jobs, we know that we are, I guess, a branch of our jobs. The one thing that we do wrong, there are consequences. She knows this. Her jobs have been a consequence because of her actions. Now, all that being said, I'm kind of going here, and I'm going to call my cousins out, and I know you're not going to be happy with this. But the only reason, now, with the allegations and everything like that, if that is true, then she should be ashamed of herself for the allegations that have been, and if those are true, and the things that she made the staff do and the things that she'd done to the staff. I'm not excusing that for a minute. And I would say that Mm -hmm. if that is true, then she deserved to lose her job. Right. But now I'm going to go to the subject of this particular word. And I know a lot of people aren't going to be happy with me for, quote, putting business out there. But at the end of the day, it is very hypocritical to call this lady out for using a word if you are still using it. Because this is a word that should have been, quote, killed a long time ago. But the fact that we still use it in rap songs and the fact that we still use it in everyday language, especially for my cousins out there, what do you expect when you use the word freely like that and someone else comes along and uses it? I've seen kids, whether they are Caucasian, Hispanic, even, you know, whatever race, now use this word like it's a normal part of their lexicon, which is very disturbing. I don't personally use the word. But the thing is, is that for my cousins, who this word affects, 
more so than anyone else. We use it so freely, we use it around our friends, and then when our friends start to use it, it's accepted. If you don't stop something back before then, which my ancestors, or my even my grandparents, were trying to get away from that word, and then all of a sudden, somehow, for some reason, in the 90s and the last decade, this word seemed to come back full force as if it was okay. And when it becomes a part of, you know, songs and movies and everyday life, and it's used and bandied about like it's cool, you can't get mad when somebody else is going to pick that word up and think that, you know, since it's being used in that way, that it's okay. So when you look at when people do this stuff, you have to start to correct them, because the only way that we are going to formally get rid of this word and kill it off completely is if we don't use it. And the minute that we stop using it, it's kind of like that little kid. If the whole class is, you know, acting up, of course the kid's going to act up. But the minute that everybody is, you know, acting good and that one kid acts out, he's going to look about and be like, oh, man, I'm doing something I shouldn't be doing. And that's the way that we have to be with that word. So to me, if you're going to sit there and you're going to get on Paula Dean about using that word, of course, I... I don't excuse it, but she did it in private. I can't get on her for a private conversation. If she did it in public right now, yes, she'd have to be ashamed of herself. But her problem with using that word almost microcosms the word itself still being bandied about among younger kids. And that's where I get a little disturbed because it's used so freely now. And the only way you are going to stop using that word and to make people ashamed to even use it is to stop using it yourself like it is a normal part of your vocabulary. That's all i got to say. Paula Dean's issue with everything and the backlash that she's getting is not just because of that word, not just because of the allegations. It's a buildup. It started with the, oh, she didn't tell anybody she was diabetic. Well, she didn't need to. That's her own personal Mm -hmm. life. Why does she have to say that she's diabetic? And then, well, she told him now, and now she's still making bad foods. Well, now she's making good foods, and it's get out of her. Get you're supposed to be in her kitchen, not in her you know bedroom. I, I agree with you on that because the way she's handled this situation has been really. I'm going to use a word here, and I know. Uh, excuse my language, but it's been piss poor. And if you are, are her marketing people, the thing is, is that you should all be fired at this point because she waited so long to come out with an apology. And I was like, it was bad enough last year when she went through this whole thing of the, you know, of hiding, you know, her, you know, diabetes and, you know, the whole thing. It just seemed hypocritical. And it was handled badly then. And then we go into this situation, and then I saw her yeah, son kind of on T. Yeah, and then I saw the apology, which kind of just seemed just, ugh. You know, it was just a messy apology. And it just, it was just one cluster fudge after another, and it just did not do her justice. And pretty much what she needs to do is she needs to sit down with the respected journalists, come out, and own up to what she did. But at the same time, too, be apologetic and at least, I guess, accept what she did and try to make changes. Because when you just keep saying, I'm sorry, but you don't offer any, you know, change, it means nothing. So, I don't know. 
Paula, call me. I'll advise you much better than those people are. <laughs> uh, I, it was that was something. It was uh, I, when she kind of like I, I hate when celebrities when they do something. You know, if they were scheduled to be on a show, and then they kind of cancel all of a sudden, and they stay quiet, and you don't hear anything. It makes it worse. To me, I respect people more who come out and ex, you know own it. say, "Hey, I did. yeah, they own up to it. You got to own up to it." You know, people get on a lot, and I remember, and this is going to, uh, if you're listening and you don't remember it, you remember when, uh, uh, what's his name, uh, Grant, uh, Hugh Grant, Grant, when he had the you know thing with the hooker. Prostitute that he was, was a prostitute, yeah. No, I think it was a woman, it was Divine <laughs> Brown. It was Divine Brown, no, a woman. Uh, oh, no, and he was get- different person, sorry. Huh? I was thinking of a different person. Yeah, and he was scheduled to be on The Tonight Show. And he went on a Tonight Show as scheduled. He didn't hide. He went on there, and he pretty much owned up to what he did. And people forgot about. Well, they didn't forget about, it, but they pretty much it was it was forgiven at that point. You it know, was let go so quickly. Yeah, because he owned up to it. So I don't know. It, it's it's just one of those things where Paul is going to have to. You know, there's so many, uh, I guess, dynamics to this. But I'm not excusing if. These allegations that these people have against her in court, if that is true, she should be ashamed of herself. And quite frankly, I think that if that is true, she should lose her jobs, every one of them. Uh, Mm -hmm. Like I said, I'm holding judgment until, you know, everything comes out. I'm from the innocent until proven guilty, but if that is true, then, yeah, you deserve it. But as for the N-word, she used that in a private context. It wasn't done out in public. So I was like, you can't really get mad at her for something that she said behind closed doors. I just hope that she learned the lesson that using that word is something that needs to pretty much be um, one word that pretty much needs to leave her vocabulary, if you know what I mean. So, mm-hmm. um, Another story here that I was kind of interested in was one that came out uh, not too long uh, before we went uh, vacation here. And it was involving the singer Madonna. And while she's not used to being rejected, uh, she was reportedly shocked when superstar producer Nile Rodgers didn't want to bed her back in the 1980s. Now, the funk legend revealed to The Sun that the queen of pop was irked that he didn't proposition her while the two worked together on her chart top in 1984 album, Like a Virgin. There's a joke in there somewhere, but I'm not going to go there. Rodgers recalls this story. I was standing at the elevator when she goes, why don't you want to... And I'm going to go on my, uh, yes, uh, expletive, me. And he says, I was like, what did you just say to me? She was wondering why I had not propositioned her. She couldn't understand that. It was like, everybody wants me. And he goes on to say that one time he slept with a really beautiful artist he was working with, and it was a really wrong thing to do. So he says, I didn't work like that. He says, I grew as close to her as I've been to a woman without being romantically involved. And although things never got physical, the legendary funk musician um, clearly, it made an impression on her, and I guess I thought about that question because the thing is, is that I remember a story before a long time ago, and I'm not going to go into the people or places or things, but there was an incident where uh, two people who I knew had gotten together, and um, they he went back to her place, and they got as close as in the bedroom. But nothing happened. And the next day she said that she was offended, that nothing had happened. So at this stage of the game, the question kind of rises, just like with that situation, 
Women, are you offended when no guy tries? I get a little confused here. If a guy makes a move on you, some women get offended at the bravado of the guy and how dare he try to come on to me. But if a guy doesn't do anything, they get offended that nothing happened or upset that nothing happened or at least a pass. Where are the signs, and to who can this happen? Now, I realize that if it was me, yeah, someone would be highly offended. If it was Brad Pitt, also in that same room, they'd probably be offended Brad didn't ask him. Now, I understand that. There's a hierarchy here as to where that goes. But uh, is this uh, something that happens with you ladies out there? Um, it happens with ladies that don't take it into their own hands. If you, Okay, if you think, let's back that up. We're not going to even go with you think. If you want something to happen, you can't play the I'm going to hope he reads my mind card. Mm -hmm. Because in my experience, and you can correct me if if I'm wrong, no man I have ever met, none, zero, big fat goose egg, has been a, a mind reader of any sort even slightly remotely good mind reader. All of them, every single one of them, cannot mind read. I don't think when guys or that, women. Are, I don't think guys or women are good mind readers. Quite frankly, no. It's people on the outside who are actually lo- looking at that relationship that are the only mind readers. Because they I don't can think see any, both sides of everything, and they can see how people yeah. are acting. And you're not. There's no tunnel vision. There's no yeah. like. You're not into this small little area, you're not focused on this one little thing. You're on the outside so you can see the big picture. Okay, so because men are not mind readers, if you want something in this day and age, go get it. I think I think I would be offended if I thought that we wanted something that we, you know, like I felt that there was a mutual like there and I went for something and I was like, whoa, 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 no, no. Then I would be offended, not offended, hurt. I would be hurt. But I would not be offended by a guy that didn't make a pass at me if I wanted something to happen and I didn't take advantage of that time. Does that make sense? No, it makes sense. But then again, I'm apparently a rare breed because I actually go out and go, this is what I want. Blank. Whatever the case may be. God, God bless you. <laughs> <laughs> Not a lot of people you like that. You always know where you there. stand, though. Yeah, yeah you, that's, that, that's the thing. You know where you stand. And, and at that point, I can't really, I guess, blame Madonna for that. But, yeah, I mean, it, it's one of those things where, hey, I'd rather know where I'd stand. And, hey, if you wanted me to do that, then if the cards are right, then, hey, we'll make that happen. So. In Madonna's case, I don't think she should have been offended. I thought she should have been honored. He's like, he really liked her. He liked her so much and respected her so much for her talent that he was not going to jeopardize their working relationship for her. But you got to remember back then, back then she was a little bit more, well, wilder, I guess. Well, she she was also like in her, what, 20s? Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Because decision-making is like non-existent in the 20s, is it right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so. we got a few minutes. I want to get this story in. There was an interesting um, article on the Huffington Post uh, where on HuffPost Live they tackled Monday a segment 
delving into different ways that men and women react to breaking up. A professor from Indianapolis said that he, uh, he had no problem jumping into a new relationship after a split and that he knows he's not the only guy who felt that way. He says, I knew I was over because I had dated plenty of women. That's the way a man gets over it. He moves on quickly. You don't just move on. You get the finest thing you can get, he joked. But meanwhile, another blogger, a woman, had offered some insight into why so many men fall into rebound relationships. She says, men will have a new woman in two minutes, and anyone who's uh, getting a divorce must prepare for that. You will see your ex with a girl within two minutes of breaking up. Men fix their anxieties and their depression and everything with women. A woman fixes it with trying to either jump into work or they will focus on their children go to a therapist or to try to get it together. When you read that article, did you agree with that? Yes. <laughs> that was a very different, yes, I agree. <laughs> and I, you know what, and the thing is that I agree with you because I think for guys, they don't do that type of thing. I don't think guys are used to, you know, because they're already, you know, at times into their work. I don't think they really get into the whole family thing. I think they're more interested in trying to see if they can recover with another woman right away. Women right. go more of the psychological. The guys go more on a physical type of thing after a breakup, and that's their reasoning for healing, more physical. Right. For and, women, and it's they, more psychological. If I can, it's, it's kind of like putting, um, it's kind of like pouring alcohol on a cut. Yeah. Yeah, it'll sting, but it'll heal faster. Yeah. I think that's how guys operate where most women are like, Yeah, okay, I don't wanna to have to have it sting. I don't I don't care if it stings. I don't care if it heals faster, I don't want a scar. Yeah. So I'm gonna take the long way instead of having a scar. Guys don't care about scars. They're just like heal it. <laughs> that's how I look at it. <laughs> pretty, pretty much, uh, you know. Like I said, I, I found no disagreement with the article, and everyone who I've talked to this week about that pretty much agree, and that's the way that it pretty much goes. And uh, it's an interesting debate or topic of discussion, but I think that everyone will agree that that pretty much is the way that the sexes kind of deal with it. So, uh, interesting debate as always. And uh, we've got a couple of minutes left. Wanted to um, say next week, I actually. Uh, I'll even give you a preview. There was actually a recent study out about a thing that men and women both want in the bedroom. 96% of people agreed with this. What is it? We'll tell you next week on an all-new page one. We'll be back at our normal time <laughs> next week at uh, 1 o'clock uh, Central on Blog Talk Radio. But, my friend, do you have any shout-outs this week? No shout-outs. Again, congratulations to the Blackhawks for their Stanley Cup victory. I'm excited. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It was after you left town. Of course, we had our annual uh, uh, co-host bonding uh, expedi expedition extravaganza. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it was fun, Rainy, it but fun. Short, it was a shortened one, but it was fun, a lot of fun. So, of course, uh you had your vacation here in the nice rainy weather, only to go back into the nice hot weather. So I don't know what the what the balance out of that all was, but uh, <laughs> I guess it's got, dry out. I guess I guess you got to see some rain. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, but yeah, that no, was a lot of fun. Um, 
one of these days, uh, maybe we might share a picture over at the news comment or on the line somewhere. Um, <laughs> we'll, oh, we'll try to share one. Or maybe we'll share one over on our Facebook page, because we're over there on Facebook, too. And uh, if you happen to catch us over there, yeah. As for shout-outs for me this week, I don't have any, which is actually you would think after three weeks we would have had one. But um, no, I, I actually don't. But I do want to thank everyone who's been listening. Um, we've reached some historic numbers here um, for you know not only our shows, but for all our shows. So thank you for listening. Thank you for following. And actually, I did take away my picture over on uh, <laughs> over on uh, uh, Twitter. Hopefully, we'll get more followers if I take my picture off. So I'm thinking that may, thinking that hopefully will help. So, over there, follow. <laughs> but like I said, catch us over on Twitter. That news comment, BTR. You can catch Mary over at Blue Eyes Mama, and of course on the web at newscommentbtr.wix.com forward slash fan page. And of course, as always, our shows are on iTunes. Actually, I was over on iTunes the other day. It's kind of weird, you know, to be over on iTunes. Actually, Hot Music one that I actually got. I actually, I don't know. I can't get it out of my head. Uh, Robin Thicke's Blurred Lines. I definitely uh-huh. think that's going to be like a summer song. So, yeah. Uh, maybe I'll put that up on our webpage. If you haven't heard it, you've been under a rock. Definitely you've been under <laughs> right. a rock. But um, <laughs> definitely check that out. But, yeah, so for Mary, I'm LeVar. Thanks so much for listening, everybody. Enjoy your weekend. Actually, next week when we will see you, it will be in July. Holy cow, it'll be July 5th, won't it? Yep. So have a great July 4th, everybody. We'll see you next week with an all-new Page One. Peace. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.